What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are now tuned in to the Prescription for Purpose podcast, the number one podcast for Christian women to learn how to apply God's principles to fulfill your God-ordained purpose. Every episode will empower you with the tools and wisdom necessary so you can strategically execute and excel in every area of your life. This is the place for you to learn how to walk in purpose, to walk with purpose, and to fulfill God's purpose. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Prescription for Purpose podcast. This episode is entitled The Truth About Anxiety. The truth about anxiety, y'all. God has really, really been revealing some things to me as it regards to things that just can kind of get me worked up and try to send me into a space where I am anxious. And it wasn't until God gave me this revelation that I was able to approach, you know, things that make me anxious and anxiety, different anxieties that I have in a way that was truly transformational. I want to be very clear too, before we even get all the way up in here, sis, God has given us biblical wisdom and practical assistance to deal with our mental health. Okay. So we're talking about the spiritual aspect today, but I want you to hear me very clear when I say, if you are dealing with anxiety, depression, anything of the like, study the word of God and also go to therapy. And as you look for a therapist, seek God's wisdom, use discernment, and ensure that the therapist is someone that is sent from him and that is aligned with his word. But you absolutely should go to God and therapy, Jesus and therapy, okay? Today, we are talking about some biblical principles surrounding anxiety, some biblical truths surrounding anxiety. And I want to be very clear that this is not me saying that you should not go to therapy. I am a big endorser of therapy, okay? So there's that on that. 
And that's the end of it. Now, let's get into this word. I love Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Anytime we talk about anxiety or being anxious, this is always the scripture that comes to mind. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I love, love, love this scripture. And one thing that we have to really understand too, is that I always say that your deliverance is in the details. You will be, you will continue to seek God's peace and you will continue to not have peace. If you do not pray about the situation, okay? Last week, we talked about building a purposeful prayer life. It says, tell God what you need, thank him for all he has done. Then, okay, it's an if-then situation. That means that there's something that you have to do, and then you get the result. So we really, really, really have to get that down deep in our spirit, that it's going to require for you to tell God what you need, to really pray to him about the situation. And once you do that, you will then receive peace that surpasses all understanding. And that peace is going to guard your heart and your mind as you continue on in the situation. What I really, really love and where God gave me the revelation was that when I studied the scripture in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, the word anxious in the Greek means to be properly drawn and Uh, properly means to be drawn in opposite directions, divided into parts, to go into pieces, pulled apart in different directions. That's what it means to be anxious in the scripture. It means that you are divided into opposite directions, divided into parts, being pulled apart in different directions. And what God showed me was that the enemy will use worry and anxiety to distract us and to rob us of the peace that is promised to us by God. He will distract us and keep us from doing the next thing because we're so anxious about things that are are made up in our heads. Because oftentimes your anxieties are not even truth. A lot of times, I know for me, The things sometimes that I find myself trying to get worked up about that my flesh be trying to get worked up about. It's like, girl, that's not even true, though. Like that, like you're thinking about something completely irrational. Like that is not even the truth. And so it's important to understand that the tactic that the enemy uses with anxiety is to keep you distracted and divided. And if you're divided, if you're double minded, you can expect nothing from God. And so it's one of the major ways that the enemy keeps us from living fruitful and purposeful lives. And the biggest reason that I think many of us struggle with anxiety is because we're under this like false assumption that being saved and in a relationship with God means that you won't deal with a level of suffering. Like we have, we don't say it out loud, but the fact that we try to avoid any pain, any discomfort, anything, we try to avoid anything that does not feel good to us. We try to avoid it. And it's a false assumption to think that when you walk with God, you're not going to deal with suffering. The Bible actually makes it very clear that as believers, we are going to share in the suffering of Christ. It's a part of the package. 
But we talk about and we get fed like, oh, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to do anything you don't want. You don't have to, you don't have to uh, be uncomfortable. Like there are some things that God has ordained, some areas where you are going to be uncomfortable because that uncomfortability is going to stretch your capacity, but you keep running from it. So now you are here looking like Jonah or Jonisha, as I like to call myself, when I be having my Jonah moments. Like, now you out here looking like Jonisha, what happened? And so it's so important that we understand that suffering or affliction is just a part of a part of the package. The Bible says that we should rejoice when trial and tribulations come because it's being used to perfect our faith. I also want us to understand as well that suffering or affliction is not always based on sin or some type of demonic influence. You have so many people out here who like you sneeze three times in a row and they're like, oh girl, you got a demon. No, I have allergies and I need some Claritin. Thank you very much. Like I have allergies. Uh, stop it. Everything that is that is an affliction or a trial or a tribulation or suffering is not always a direct result of sin or demonic influence. Some of us just have afflictions because God is good and he wants to show that he's good and that he can sustain us in our weaknesses because it's going to be even more of a testament to his goodness that despite your weaknesses, despite your shortcomings, that you still went out and did what he called you to do, that you still went out and lived a purposeful life. He this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Strength and power and goodness can be exalted despite our circumstances. And if you don't believe me, child, it's in the Bible. Let's look at John 9, 1 through 3. It says, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? This is Jesus' response. It, is, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. Now looky here. Looky here. 
sometimes it's just because God wants to be exalted. He's going to utilize this to, to, to show you his strength, to increase your faith. I'm going to take it one step further. In 2 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 8, Paul talks about how God gave him an affliction to keep him humble. Be humble. Sit down. Okay. God gave him an affliction to keep him humble. He asked, he said, I asked God to remove this from me three times. And he told me, no, in your weakness, my, my strength is made strong. My, my grace is sufficient. I've done what I've needed to do here. You gonna lean on me. And you're going to keep this thorn in your side that you've asked me three times to, to, to have removed. So God will do things to make sure that we remain humble. He will use affliction to demonstrate his power. And it's so important that when we're faced with a difficult situation or circumstance, that the first thing we do is to seek God and ask him to reveal its origin and its purpose. Now, if he reveals to you that this has happened as a consequence to sin, like disobedience or unforgiveness or like how David had killed his baby mama husband. okay, like there was a consequence and an affliction that was brought to his family as a result of his sin. If God shows you and demonstrates that to you, then you need to repent. But if he shows you that he's going to utilize the affliction for his glory, then you need to submit to his plan and trust him. And oftentimes, I think that we revert to it being something that's sinful because we want the ability to be able to try to do something to have some hand in making this affliction go away. And that's not the case. That is not the case. Sometimes we want it's easier for us to say, oh, this has got to be a demon. I'm doing something wrong because then you feel like you can correct it. But God just may be trying to get, a, get the glory and the exaltation out of the situation. And it's a lot harder when you have to, to rest in the affliction, when you have to submit to his plan and just trust him. But I want us to be encouraged because the Bible says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord in Romans 8, 28. And so because I know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, I can trust that he is going to utilize this to make me better on the other on the other side. So when you look at your your things that you struggle with mentally, when you look at anxiety, we have to understand that the, the afflictions that we have, the perspective that we have really impacts our ability to be able to rightfully divide truth from nonsense. And it doesn't mean that you can't have a level of concern about things, right? There's a difference between being anxious and having a concern. When you have a concern, it's not something that's debilitating. I, when my dad was in the hospital, I was concerned, right? Like that's normal because I care. There's a level of care that I have for him. And so I, I was concerned. But a lot of times with anxiousness, anxiousness is going to have you in a position to where it is compromising your ability to function. The thoughts are keeping you from doing things and impairing you um, from doing the thing that God has called you to do. It is compromising you. This is where we cross over from care to anxiousness. And whether it's a well-placed concern or true anxiousness, the resolution is the same. The resolution is still to pray without ceasing and to cast our cares to the Lord. So the resolution, whether it's a, a like something that I really care about and it's pretty legitimate and it's not compromising my faith, 
not compromising my functionality or whether I'm over here having some really bad anxiety, some intrusive thoughts, the resolution is always Christ. Cast your cares to him for he cares for you. And while we cannot control the intrusive thoughts, we've already been given the tools to overcome them. We're to take every thought captive and make it submit to Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. And that means that you're going to have to confront those thoughts, identify where they're coming from, who they're coming from, and then identify what the truth is, meaning that you're going to have to get in God's word because his word is the truth. Too often we just come into agreement like, oh man, you can get hit by a car today. You know what? I am going to get hit by a car today. What? You're not even leaving the house today. How? Instead of us saying, okay, first of all, where did this thought come from? Let me bind this thing up in the name of Jesus. Who is this talking? Is it me? Is it little Lucy? Is it the Lord? And then get to the root of it and compare it to God's word. And if it's not God's word, if it is anything that is not representative of him, now you make it submit to God's word. So when you have that intrusive thought, no, uh -uh, I bind that in the name of Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. God has his angels encamped about me because this is what the word says. And it takes work to do this. You do not have to passively sit by and allow your thoughts and your thought life and the enemy to wage war in your mind. You, it, you, you cannot afford to be passive. This is why the Bible tells us that the word is our sword because you need to cut that thing down immediately you need to cut that thought down immediately put that thought in its place we've been given dominion and power over our over the ability for us to control this flesh we have to make it submit and we do so and we have that authority because the holy spirit lives on the inside of us we like to use authority to try to bind this and you think you manifest in something which y'all know i'm gonna say over and over again we don't manifest nothing witchcraft it's all God's doing but you want to use authority for everything but what it needs to be used for like telling the devil where, where to go back to and claiming the peace that God has already said was yours so I want y'all to remember that God has equipped us with everything that we need to live a godly life that is scripture I believe it's 2 Peter 1 and 3. And that peace is going to require confrontation. Confrontation is not bad. Confrontation and conflict are not the same. Confrontation means that I'm going to come up to you and we're going to address and get to the bottom of this. And you need to be able and willing to confront anything or anyone that is attempting to be louder in your life than the voice of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, sis. That is it for this week's episode. I pray that it has blessed you. I pray that you have the tools that you need to war on behalf of your mind spiritually. And make sure, girl, if God has told you to, get your butt in therapy, okay? I love y'all. God bless y'all. And I'll talk to you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.